0: Hello everyone and welcome. I'm Kristen Bomas and this is Struck by Enlightenment. And today we're going to talk about keeping love alive. I like this topic. So how do we keep our love alive? For love to continue, it cannot be stopped. And it cannot be limited because limitations stop. So love is about opening, not closing. So if you're opening yourself and each of you is opening one another, then you're also opening the doors to life and open doors allow you to keep moving forward together as long as you're moving through the same doors, right? But limitations are about fear. And so fear exists where there is no love and love exists where there is no fear. And the limitations of fear stop love from opening and growing and of course we know that in a relationship fear is going to present right because it has to the greater the relationship the more the challenges are brought to the surface so that you can heal That's why we're here so in a relationship each person must hold their responsibility for keeping love alive keeping doors opening keeping themselves open to being seen and known. So today we're going to look at how each person with their strengths and their weaknesses, their styles and their patterns plays a part in keeping love alive. We're going to look at how an unfolding awareness, your communication and various behaviors can have the two of you basking in a love relationship that grows always awareness awareness in a relationship is a foundational key right a true partnership requires that each of you be aware of your own self the other and the experience that you wish to have both separate and together but in order to know that, that experience and to be aware of that experience, you must be aware of yourself. And to be aware of yourself then opens you to knowing that you need to be more aware of your partner because in that awareness, we're constantly changing and constantly feeling and constantly experiencing, right? That's all an overlap. And so is our partner. So we want to keep that moving. Awareness leads to more awareness, it opens those doors. So you can see how this would be a key and foundational key to building a solid, growing, opening relationship with your partner and some of your closest friends. The more you are aware of yourself, the more you know your strengths and your challenges. You'll become more aware of your style You'll become aware of your style versus your partner or friend's style. And if your partner is operating from the same stance, their awareness is going to open them to be more aware of you and what is going on there as well. You realize as you gain that awareness, since awareness begets awareness, that it's an ongoing process, that you're in a constant state of change and things are constantly growing. And so therein lies how it opens doors, right? I'm always asking questions, which we'll talk about in communication, and and asking what's going on inside me. And the more aware I become of that, the more I share that with others, and the more I share that with others, the more we go forward. Now, the counterpart to that is the assumptions. Because if we make assumptions that that our partner or friend is exactly what we think they are, well, we're holding them in a time of the past where we learn that something about them. So if we assume our partner is not going to want to go to a movie with us because they don't like to go to movies, and so we don't even ask them, then we've limited the relationship, right? If I um, am dating somebody who always likes to go to the um, casino with his buddies, you know, every other week, and all of a sudden in dating him, I, I want him to stop because now I, I'm fearful that, you know, he's going with his, his buddies and it's not the thing to do. I'm limiting him and I'm limiting us. I'm not exploring, I'm limiting. That fear now has stopped the awareness, brought in assumption, brought in fear and now we limit. But if I stay in awareness, then I'm aware that this is something that has always just been and it isn't something that is changing any dynamic. And so that awareness is then going to open our communication. So let's now turn and look at the communication. As that awareness becomes a rhythm in your own life, you're going to want to communicate everything you're aware of, right? Because you, you're in a constant state of learning and the new stuff is coming up and it's like, wow, I just learned this about myself. Wow. I think I want to do this. And maybe one day your partner says, yeah, I'd really like to go to a movie with you. Wow. Okay. And you know, that assumption now gets kind of, shifted right but each person every person wants to be known for who they are right no one really wants to to be judged to something they're not so in your closest relationship which would be your partnership of course you really wish to be known so that's true of your partner as well right if each of you is in a constant state of change and each of you really wants to be known that in that awareness, you're getting to know yourself. And in your communication, you are now teaching the other what you're learning about yourself. And now if I know that I'm constantly changing and I'm excited to teach you what I'm learning about me, then I'm also excited to learn about you and explore what you're learning about yourself. So we move now into a a form of communication that I always teach called Teach and Explore communication. And it is exactly what its title suggests, that I'm going to teach about me and explore you. I'm not going to tell you about you. I'm not going to tell you what I think of you, my opinions of you, my anything about you, because that's not what I'm here to do. I'm going to teach you about me. And even if I think I know you, I'm going to ask you about you. Because I really am going to know that I don't know you, because you too are in a constant state of change. And so we teach and we explore and we start to move away from telling each other about them. The key to solid communication in that style of communication is compassionate curiosity. So if I can stay compassionate and curious and tie them together, then when I ask you about you, I'm asking with my heart, not my judgment my heart. What is it about going to the casino that's so fun for you? Teach me what it's like for you when you go with the guys on that night. I'd love to know what your experience is so I can know that part of you as well even though I'm not there with you. Right? Very different dynamic. You're opening doors. And as we know, opening doors in love opens love and keeps it moving forward ad infinitum compassion is a key ingredient to any loving relationship so when we tie it to the curiosity we give ourselves more room to open the compassion and to open the curiosity and we do that endlessly right because the more comfortable we get with our own changes the more aware and comfortable we are of our partner's changes so when as a couple you learn to constantly open your doors and to constantly stay compassionately curious about each other and life itself, your relationship will keep moving and growing ad infinitum if you choose. So what are some of the behaviors that end up being a part of a relationship? In a healthy growing relationship, your communication deepens your relationship beyond the verbal and into a sexual expression right so the very first behavior I'm going to talk about is your sexual expression of love and honestly we all talk about it as if it's a behavior but I'm going to put it on the in-between here because it's really both right it is ultimately a physical expression right we're using our bodies but when you're lovemaking it is an emotional expression so that, ex- that sexual expression between two partners is going to meet, be the deepest, most opening expression of love and communication that you have. So if your awareness is in rhythm and you're in a state of compassionate curiosity and you're in a state of already communicating to open, then when you make love, you literally start to, to transcend the boundaries of the physical. And you feel the union, the unity of the love and how it moves you past your physical bodies and into that unbelievable space of one, a blurring of self and other, just the we, just the unity. In that form of intimate communication, there is the behavior of the doing. But as you can see, in that intimacy is the true expression and experience of a united love. Of a true freedom from the limitation of the body itself. So if that's true, then we can feel the sacred nature of that expression. And this is why we always talk about keeping the bedroom sacred. And for all of you, whether you're single or married or, or partnered or what it doesn't matter, the bedroom needs to always be sacred because it's the one place where you are the most vulnerable now. I am not saying that you're only having sex in the bedroom, that's ridiculous. But the bedroom is still that most sacred place of vulnerability and expression. So you really want to keep the bedroom sacred, free of any fears and limitations and and upsets. You can always have a sitting room adjacent to the bedroom where you can have that kind of a communication, but not in the bedroom. Heal your challenges and then express the love on the other side of those challenges once you get into the bedroom. Too often in this culture, especially, sex is only seen as a behavior. And when that happens, it starts to get old and boring. Well, boring tells us that there is an absence of self. Well, if there is an absence of self when you're having sex or making love, then are you aware? Are you communicating? Or are you going through a motion Because you think you should. Or is it built on lust instead of love? Because a behavior that starts to get boring says that someone's absent of their self being present. And it's in that truth of who you are that you are giving of the greatest love. So it is important to be aware that if, that if that boring feeling is coming in in any way, that there's an absence of self, an absence of experience there. And that's where the partners can start to drift apart because now we're putting a little bit of a rift, if not a, a rift, into the communication and at our deepest level, right? Our most intimate level. We want to continue to open. We want to continue to explore. And so if that boredom is felt in some way, talk to your partner about it. It didn't feel as present in, in our lovemaking today, and I don't know why. I don't know what part of me is shutting down. Can we talk about that, right? And open that up. Again, going back to, to a compassionate curiosity about yourself and communicating that with your partner. So as we look at all of this, we're moving now into some of the behaviors. Let's say you've got all of this going, right? And things are, are happening. What are some of the the behaviors? What are some of the things that couples can do to just kind of keep that physical spark alive. Well, if we know the experience that we wish to have inside each of us, then of course the the creativity of that alone is going to bring about a lot of opportunity. But I'm going to throw a bunch of examples out anyway so that you guys can let your creative juices go and see where it takes you. So as we look at that curiosity opening up and that creative part of each of you opening up you're both going to want to experience each other in many facets right sometimes you're going to want your partner to experience you in your favorite place um, and sometimes you're going to want to experience your partner in their favorite place right even though it's not something that each of you normally likes to do you want to experience your partner in that now that's pretty normal at the very beginning of dating You know, like I dated a guy one time, he really wasn't much of a football fan, but loved coming to my my college football games with me um, because it was new. But as the relationship went on, yeah, he didn't really want to do that. So you can see it fell away. If things like that are falling away in your relationship, then we go back to the top. Where's the awareness? Where's the communication? Where are things starting to drift, right? Into a separateness. It's okay to do separate things. Very, very, very okay to do separate things. It's the drift away from that I'm talking about, right? So you do want to ask yourself, why do I not want to experience that part of my partner at this time? And if you're saying, well, I already know that part, then again, you've put a stop in the doorway of love, which wants an open doorway. So let's talk about a bunch of different things. Um, How many of you think about literally having a time at the end of each day, at the beginning of each day, at some point in the day, who cares when, especially with all this, you know, so many people working from home now, where you just set aside time that's just we time, right? You sit quietly and you just enjoy one another. You may talk about your day, you may talk about your dreams, you may talk about yourselves, but it's time set aside for each of you to sit quietly and talk with one another with your focus on nothing else but one another. No rules, no rules, just you and your partner. Make it a time that you both look forward to. Enjoy one another. Look forward to that quiet, intimate time together. Create a weekly date night, a weekly right? Maybe every Friday or Saturday or whatever night, right? You create this night where you go out and you can do things like you can get creative on what the date night is. Maybe you always go to a new restaurant. Okay, every Friday night we're going to check out a new restaurant. and We're going to exhaust our possibilities and then You're probably going to have new restaurants open so you're probably not going to exhaust your your possibilities but get creative right that's just a creative idea so you just get creative but you make it a weekly date night and don't just do one thing like you know what else can you do what else do you want to do and whoever is going to do the inviting think about what kind of a date you would like to take your partner on every week take an annual trip together doesn't have to be expensive i don't care if you go pitch a tent in the backyard but take a trip that's like a reigniting of the honeymoon leave everything behind and if you have children every leave your children as well with a, with someone and go just the two of you and reignite all of what makes you so happy together what is it that really allowed you to fall in love in the first place and just reignite that on an annual basis Introduce to one another just spontaneous intimate events throughout life right just maybe sharing a bath or putting dinner as a picnic in the backyard or um you know just anything spontaneous that's different right if you you usually watch a a tv a particular tv show okay one night make it a special tv show to show your partner that you're still feeling that spark right um often another thing that i do with the couples with whom i work is i'll have them speak to one another with just their eyes. You know, just sit quietly. I'll time it for 60 seconds and for 60 seconds they have to say something with their eyes. And at the end of 60 seconds, I'll ask them what they read in the other's eyes and inevitably they read exactly what their partner meant to say. So that's kind of a fun little task. It's something that has to be seen but it i mean it's something that has to be said. of course it's something that has to be planned but it is something that that you will both really enjoy doing if you can do it with your partner another idea that i i give to my clients is creating a game you know put put a bunch of little things that you like would like to do with your partner you know um being kissed or hugged or more you can go you can go sexual you can go not sexual it doesn't matter but you put one idea on one card and you start with the card at the table and you hide them throughout the area and it becomes like a little treasure hunt and every time you find a card you have to um, do whatever the card says if you don't have children you can just plant the cards all over the house and just periodically if you run across them at any given time you know play it out if you have children you might have to have it a little bit more structured you know during a particular time but it's a fun game to play You can probably buy some of this stuff online. I don't even know because I've been teaching people to do it with their own experiences and what they wish to experience um, so that they can start to dive in. And I think that's really, really, really important. You can do movie night at home but make it formalized where you really pick out a really exciting movie that each of you wants to see and then you talk about it afterwards, um, but you plan it. You don't just say, what do you want to do tonight? Well, let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you're both readers, share your reading time. Feel the intimacy of the silence of reading separate books at the same time so that you're reconnecting even in that silence. Wake up every morning and look at your partner and say, thank you so much for being next to me. Each night reflect on the day together and give three things that you're so grateful for that you experienced in the course of the day that reflects on the relationship and or your partner always that that positivity is so wonderful you always want to create the experience you wish to have so if you're looking at your partner and you want to reach out and touch them do so don't hesitate if you're being touched by your partner and it feels awkward teach why it feels awkward so that it's not just a rejection start to learn what that's all about and remember no matter what you share, as long as it's coming from a place of compassion, as long as it's your, the awareness you're having of yourself, as long as you're teaching your partner, then you're tying everything together. So all of these little tasks that you can throw into the mix are tasks that you can make up on your own and change on your own so that they become the experiences and the expression of self that you want them to be for you and your partner. Keep your love alive by opening doors. Love is creativity, love is unity, love is freedom. Love is open. Love is not limiting, it's not fear, it's not rules. So move beyond those things that limit you. Teach your partner all about yourself. Learn about yourself. Gain deeper awareness always. And always explore your partner. Become awareness aware of them. And remember, compassionate curiosity for your partner and yourself. Then, learn to play. And play always. Because there is no greater form of creativity than playtime. So until next time, may each of you find great, endless love in this life and beyond. Thank you so much for joining me and please visit KristenBomas.com where you can easily access all of my social circles.